everyday witches emerge from the shadows of secrecy. Broom closets are flinging open and witches are taking flight. Whether you are hiding in your cozy closet or flying with pride, stay for a spell as witch casting with Theodora Pendragon and her guests share magical moments, stir the cauldron and debunk misinformation and misconceptions about paganism, witches and our wonderful world of magic. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Theodora, and today my special guest is my good friend, Jimena, who is not a witch. Thank you, Jimena, for being my guest. Oh, thank you for having me. Jimena and I have known each other since 2011 when we were training for a marathon. During those long training runs, we spent lots of time together with our group of running partners. Back then, you didn't know I was a witch. No, I didn't. When you spend time together training for a marathon, you have plenty of time to talk about many personal things. We talked a lot about ourselves and our families. We planned for upcoming races and what we were going to wear. And we even talked about ball movements. Yes, we did. (laughs) But back then, I didn't really mention anything about my alternative spirituality, as some people would describe it. I do remember a few conversations we had that touched on religion, and one of them was about the Catholic confession. Do you remember how we had kind of a fun conversation about that? Yes, I did. What was your experience with the Catholic confession? Well, um, yes, I was a young adult. I was in college. I had a boyfriend, and we have a lovely, a good relationship. And... um, as many of you know, Catholic Church, we have a confession. So whenever you feel that you are not, um, you know, prepared to go and take communion because maybe you had some sins or, you know, didn't you didn't go to church like be- the week before or something, then you go and um, you do a confession. So I will go to confession and uh, the father will ask me, like, what was um, the things that I didn't do right or what do I need to confess? And I said, well, I had sex with my boyfriend. And he said, well, do you regret it? And I said, yes, father. Okay, so he will give me a penance and he'll try to talk to me how we have to respect ourselves and yada, yada, yada. So this was a vicious cycle that was every Sunday. I will go back say the same thing, he'll do the same thing for weeks and months until one time I thought, I was kind of tired of it. I thought, I'm not really a bad person. Why is this? Why do I have to come and confess? I mean, I kind of felt like it was kind of hypocritical. So the next time, one day, uh, he asked me, do you regret having sex with your boyfriend? I said, no, because I love him and he loved me. And he didn't know what to say. He kept saying, well, no, that's not like a good thing to do. And he started like saying all these things. 
and he gave me a penance. And I left and I said, I don't feel like I want to do it. And I actually not coming back because, you know, that I didn't feel that was true and I didn't feel I was doing something wrong. But that's another, um, that's kind of feel like when something is forced and it's not like I'm going and confess that I kill somebody or that I, you know, I'm like committing fraud in my, at my work or something that is really maybe like a little bit more, um, severe but um that's my that was my confession like aha moment that I said you know what why am I confessing something that I doesn't really like it's that terrible I remember when I was a teenager I really dreaded going to confession it caused anxiety when I stood in line with all the other people waiting my turn to talk to a guy who wasn't even allowed by the church to be in a loving relationship. But I wasn't as forthcoming as you because I just didn't tell the priest that I was having sex with my boyfriend, probably because I was afraid that I'd have to say too many Hail Marys in the Lord's Prayer, and also because the church said sex before marriage is a sin. Yes, but um, I really believe that's like a personal choice. I mean, I'm not recommending that when you're 12 or 13 go and you know start having sex I just think that should be something organic not like dictated by a religion Jimena there is something that I really admire about you years ago you talked about your marriage and how you and your husband each follow a different faith as a therapist when people come to me for premarital counseling I use you as an example of how two religions can live together harmoniously Tell us about your experience being married to someone who follows a faith different from yours. Well, obviously after that whole encounter with the priest in my early adulthood, I started kind of like um, just trying to make sense of a Catholic. I didn't want to like just toss everything because that was part of my faith, you know, and there were elements that I will like, I will pray every night. I have like a, a picture of Virgin Mary in my room. So I, that might, but that was the part that it was easy for me. What it was not easy, it was the processes that the Catholic Church has. So in a way, I'm like, okay, I'm, an, I'm a spiritual, I'm a good person, I'm going to work on that. So when I met Michael and he said, I'm Jewish, for me, it didn't really like matter. I thought like Christian or Buddhist or something. What I knew is that he was, a family person. He loved his family. His family was very loving. He was just a good person. So when I told my mom, mom, I met this guy and he's Jewish. My mom's like, what? No. So she goes to the to a priest and said, I can't believe my daughter is dating a Jew. And, and the priest said, well, remember, Jesus was a Jew. And that was kind of like, I see, I thank him so much. He's a very intelligent person. And he kind of helped me without me asking or anything to open my mom's mind. Um, it wasn't really no, never like a big deal because I'm a very um, kind of independent and self-thinker. If I think something is right, I'm not going to just do something because my parents are telling me not to. Like a rebel, but not like 
bad, you know, just kind of like open your mind. So we got married and um, even that same priest asked me if Michael wanted, my husband wanted to take communion. And he said, no, because, you know, I'm going to have all my uh, family there at church. And that will be just kind of like, why are you converting? We, we talk about it. He believe, he's not really a very a practicing Jew, but he believes in his faith. I practice a little bit more than him, but I have no, never had a desire to convert him or him convert me. Like at the, we said, we agreed that the kids were going to be Catholic just because that's what I know. And in the Jewish faith, and probably in many religions, the kids are what the mom is. So maybe if I would have been Jewish, my kids would have been Jewish. Or if I would have been Buddhist or, you know. Anyhow, um, so that's like the, but I never said no. I said you can take them to the um, synagogue or like we sell, we like do the Hanukkah, you know, just the, the whole like 10 days and, you know, with the candles and all that. Um, but I think what we want to be is like just good people and knowing that we're not trying to convert anyone or to impose anything. Just kind of like, you know, just be good people. I think it's wonderful that you and your husband have a mutual respect and understanding that spirituality is very personal. Who am I to say that my husband has to honor and worship what I honor and worship? Absolutely. I agree with that, 100%. So when was your first encounter with witches? Well, not knowingly, like very, very young. I didn't realize, and like I mentioned to you, um, I think at some point all of us will have any kind of like magical encounters or healer encounters, and maybe we don't remember because it's part of in every culture. The more that you read, the more that you assure that. Um but I, was, I remember like this image in my mind, like I'm the oldest of four kids. So I was nine, my sister like six, three, and we had a little brother and he was just months old and he kept crying, crying, crying. So my mom's like, no, he doesn't have temperature. It's not like, like the stomach, um, the stomach was not upset, anything. So my grandma said, well, come over. Maybe um, Maya, which is the lady that... Um, help my grandma at her house can help you and we're like okay let's gonna see we're gonna go see Maya Maya cooked and cleaned for my grandmother so we get there very nice lady super like um loving and a kind person so she said okay I'm gonna just if you want I can just uh clean the baby do in Spanish alimpia le voy a hacer una limpia and they're like okay and I was just kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think anything. She grabbed an egg and some herbs and started kind of like, what, it seemed like a prayer. I mean, I don't remember. I don't recall the words or anything. But she started like kind of like uh, passing the egg to for the little body of my, bro- my brother. He was just laying down. And then some herbs and like just like that. And maybe like for 10, 15 minutes. And then after that, she goes and because she needs to crack the egg and in a bowl. So she cracked in a bowl that she had. Um, she cracked the egg and the egg was dark inside. So for me, that was like, 
how did she do that? You know, like it was just, I was confused, but I was not that little, but not that old. So, so I let it go. And the baby immediately stopped crying. Like the old peaceful and giggles and stuff. So we never talk about it. My mom kept saying like, even like somebody else had like any kind of like pain or something. So that was a healer. She was a healer. She was just doing her thing and we use her, even though my mom always talked about, she told me at some point, Omaya is a witch, a bruja, but it would be like, oh, that's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm thinking, yeah, but why do you take your baby to somebody scary? So deep inside, she knew that she could help. So that was my first encounter that I didn't realize until I said, huh. That happened, and I can tell you many stories. And then we had also these people working at my grandfather's ranch, and they were like always like had like if you had like so many like um, little not well not spelled like superstitions and little like little practices, you know that they become part of your culture, and then you kind of like repeat them even if you don't think. You are a healer or something. Well, I remember this person put a little bit of like red thread on your forehead. And I don't even remember for what, but then you'll be like, okay, I have hiccups. I cannot just put it on the on the forehead. And there were like little things that were past, you know, like even with my kids, I remember those things. That was my first encounter, This the, you know, remembering. The one that happened just very organically, um, I was in a big book club um, in my company this is not really with friends. This is like that you're a little bit more reserved. You know, the the host will like say, hey, we have three books. Let's vote. And, you know, this is not like with your friend. We said, no, 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 we have to read this book. Or somebody imposes. This was more like, a, you know, like, okay, let's all vote. So at that point, we had two books. The one book, um, it was Educated which I already read before. So I was like, no, I'll just vote for the other one. The ones and um, what is it called? It's like a hero, like the ones and only witches. Something. It was The Once and Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow. Yeah, The Once and Future Witches. So it has witches in there. So in a way, it was a little bit... Um, not scary. It was a little bit more like, why do we want to read about that? You know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Or maybe they're referring to something else. So uh, we voted. That was the book. I started reading it, and it was a story about three sisters and how, like, they, um, the mom uh, passed away when they were young. And, you know, like, it was a, a kind of like a sad story, but then he started, like, saying how, like, they inherit that from grandma, like, some practices and some spells and some things. And then I started, like, oh, my gosh, this is what it is, you know? And this is, like, in the 1890-something, you know? So it was, um, you know, it was, like, witches were very, um, like, frightened. Like, people were frightened about, oh, you're a witch. And, the, and this is prior to the witch hunts. So, I mean, this is maybe like the beginnings of that. Um, it wasn't, but it was more, I think, because people didn't know. The Once and Future Witches takes place in the United States. And it was during the time witches had to stay hidden, correct? Yes. 
But at that point, it wasn't really started like it was just a little bit before the hunt, the bad huntings and like, um, you know, like how people uh, did it more for the reward than the, you know, just just to like, oh, let's all save our souls. A lot of times all that is was just going and killing people for no reason. And the funny thing is the book develops in a way that even like the main characters that were very like uh, rigid against witches, they were themselves witches. <laughs> so then I started like, like reading. I love the story so much. And because I didn't know anything, that when I went to lunch with you, out of the blue, and I was reading it. I was in the middle of reading it. I remember you were really excited about the book. I know. I said, you know what? Have you read this book? And you're like, which one? And I'm like, the Once and Forever Witches. And you're like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) I heard witches, and I was fascinated. Tell me more. (laughs) Yes. And then when you showed me your um, necklace, and I didn't know what it meant, and then you said, yes, I'm a witch. So that even made me more like... You know, just I like to find more and to learn more just because I know you as a person and, you know, I love you as a friend. So I'm like, see, this is not a bad thing. You know, just what I'm saying, like, it's so ingrained in your brain that being a witch is like evil, like with Satan and this. And like, you're just there to like, you know, like to be evil. You know, but like period. So this story, and I know it's like fiction, but I, I guess the author did a good job, like especially for people like me that, you know, just like introduce this and you see that they're like normal people. And even people that hide it are hiding it because they're doing it. You know, they're doing it and they're like, oh, even back then, I think even like right now, people kind of like, they're, they're still like in the closet, like you call it the broom closet, but slowly, like I told you the story about the person I saw at my nail salon and I kind of had a feeling, but if she wanted to hide it, she would have not worn that little purse that said book of spells. Tell us what happened with the lady at the nail salon. What happened? I sat next to her. And she wanted to have her nails done. And, you know, and she said, I want my nails uh, pointy and this and that. And the nail color, whatever, 723. So the technician goes and find, tries to find the color. She comes back. I cannot find it. She said, I spent 30 minutes trying to find that color. And I kind of felt bad. She gave me a vibe. I don't know what, like different. But I don't want to say what. I just said, hmm. So she went with the technician to find another. She comes back and I kind of feel bad. Somebody spends 30 minutes trying to find a color. And then you have to settle for something else. So I turn around and I see it is a very dark purple, but really pretty. And I said, you know what, your nail, I'm like, that color is really pretty. And she's like, yes, I'm happy. I'm like, which color was the other one? She's like, oh, a pretty black with like something. I don't know. Like, Okay. So I turn around, she goes and uh, stands up from her chair to wash her hands. And I see her purse behind her. And it said, Book of Spells. (laughs) So you know she was a witch. I had a feeling 
But I couldn't, I mean, I'm not an expert. I just, it was just the feeling. When we had lunch that day and you were telling me about the book, The Once and Future Witches, it wasn't until that moment I realized that you didn't know I was a witch. I didn't. I didn't have any idea at all. But you also weren't surprised. No, because I think in a way you're a little bit like mystical and very spiritual, like with your things and the way you carry yourself that, you know, I, I mean, it, I wasn't really surprised. And, and after, especially after starting reading the book and when you start like knowing it's like a way of life, you know, it's not really like, oh, you're born with three ears and then you're, you know, become this. It's just something you choose. You know, and maybe it's in your family or maybe it's like passed to you, but maybe not. Now I realize that and I wish I would have known before because I um, I had all these negative connotations. And, but I was always kind of attracted. I love the, you know, when they, um, when some, like I had like a lot of like um, things that I e either dream or like say, and then become like a reality. And it's weird, but in a way I'm attracted to that. And I believe in that. And it's not only like, oh, I'm going to say it. So it will make it happen. No, sometimes a thought process, like one time, like something like irrelevant. Like I was seeing this guy and we were with friends on vacation and we had a wonderful time and all of us were happy. And he said bye and he left. And I looked at my friend and I said, I don't think he's calling me back ever again. And she's like, why are you saying that? I'm like, I don't know. And I just, I don't know why I thought that. And that happened. And nothing happened bad between us. It was one of the best days. Isn't that funny? So then I was kind of like always attracted to that. When people tell me I had a feeling or I had this or, you know, I think it's people that try to, you're more in touch with, with that kind of like, can't explain why, but it's happened. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of things that I don't have an explanation for either. I just have this knowing that something might happen or a knowing that I'm supposed to do something, and I don't question it. Yes, yes. And that's why, that's why I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really surprised with you. And because you also were never very, rigid about anything you kind of like were opening and when you don't know about something you're like oh really and how did that you know like you know intrigue with others and I believe like I have many friends that are certain religion or certain beliefs that are it's more rigid so the moment you say something outside of that comfort zone they shut down or they don't want to hear or they don't want to know you know and I'm always attracted to people with open minds, to people with other ways of living besides mine, because there's a world out there. I enjoy meeting new people, and I enjoy talking to people who are different from me because I can learn something from them. Exactly. Going back to the book, after we had lunch that day, you had your last meeting with your book club, and you told them about me. How did that go? Oh, my gosh. I, I said the same story that I told you. And the thing is, I forgot to mention, when you turn around, you told me I'm a witch. I have goosebumps. 
you know, and I told you, remember, I'm like, oh, I don't know why I have, I have goosebumps, you know, like, so I was um, sharing that with my book club and people were like, oh, like, but it was like a, like a happy, you know what I'm saying? Like people very positive and supportive now. Nobody came out, but I don't know if maybe the host was a witch, you know, and, but because it's a work environment, you know, and usually don't talk about beliefs. Maybe she was, you know, looking, uh, thinking back. She's actually not uh, with us anymore. She moved on to another job in another company. But then I started thinking, why? Why is that book in there? Which I appreciated in many of us. And she chose the book. Yeah, she said, you guys want to read this or this? You know, so we all voted. And some of us, I said, we read that other one. So we said, oh, let's go for the other one. I mean, I don't want to just reread something, you know. I'm, the reason to be in a book club also is also to open your minds to things that you will never choose. Or maybe, like, what see what's coming your way. Because maybe that's, like, life trying to teach you lessons or like new knowledge. During our lunch that day, and you were talking about Alex E. Harrow's book, and I revealed that I was a witch. I also told you that I was in the process of writing my book titled, Taking the Flight Out of the Broom Closet. And you gave me permission to share your story in the chapter called, They Just Don't Know. I have other people who are not witches, and they shared their perception of witches as well. Jimena, I want to thank you for your contribution to the book. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so happy. I mean, I don't know if that's a great contribution, but hey, you know, that was my own personal experience, and I like it. When I was telling my even my husband um, that he's very... But I, that, I, have, I think that's not really about his religion or anything. He's just very, very, like, reserved about, like, oh, I have this feeling. Oh, I dreamed this. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, like, he's not, <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't rule myself like that. You know, it's either, like, logical or not. So he doesn't really say, oh, I have a feeling. So we're very different like that. But now he's learning to trust like my God, so many things have happened and stuff. I'm not, not going to tell you that every time I'm correct or I like hit the nail, but you know, like he learns like, okay, what's your gut feeling? <laughs> now he asked me, but um, yeah, that's, you know, that's how it like, that book, it just like opened my mind to many other things. Thank you, Jimena, for being our guest today. This has been wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining us for Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. Have a burning question or have a topic you'd love Theodora and her guests to discuss on the show? Contact her through Instagram at Theodora Pendragon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And help us spread the word by leaving us a rating and review and sharing it with your friends. See you next time and may your magic always shine. <laughs>